0: Welcome to the self love and shadow work podcast, I am your host Jackie Sharp, and I'm here with my friend Stacy McKay.
1: Hi, how are you guys?
0: <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> how is everyone? That's a good question. I love that. How do you feel? How are you feeling? That's what we're all about on this podcast. So, <laughs> all right, Stacy, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Um, I am. A mother for three kids. I have a husband. Um, I do. My page is called Mystic Minds Eye. Um, I do a lot of wood burning and, and making spiritual tools This is what my passion is. Uh, I love reading tarot, and this is my first time doing anything like a podcast, and I'm very nervous. So bear with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing very well so far. Um, oh, thank so. God. So your story. So tell us about your story and, you know, how you kind of found yourself.
1: Uh, well, I mean, you could probably make about five podcasts on my story, but, um, long story short, um, I was raised in, uh, I was a Jehovah's Witness, um, since birth and, um, um, so I, then I got married young, you know. When you're when you're uh, Jehovah's Witness, I mean, and you're not you're encouraged not to go to um, secondary education or anything like that. And it's kind of like you get married and you and you have kids and you you do service and that's that's what your your life is gonna be. So I got married young. I left home at seventeen. Got married at yeah. Uh, the end of 18 and I had my first son at 19. And uh, my first marriage was very bad and it was abusive in every sense of the way. And when I was about 25, so my my oldest son was four. Um, I My husband came home and he was really, Angry and I mean I was always doing something that he made him mad so and he um, He was he was physical and then he, he stormed out and said that he was going to be taking the kids back because he's from Egypt So he was going to take the kids back to Egypt to his mother because she would be able to be a better mother than I was so I was terrified so I had to like I had never called the police before because that it was frowned upon in the religion. You're supposed to keep it in house, so to speak. And I mean, I had tried for many, many years uh, go to the elders and talk to them and ask them, you know, like how do I get my situation better? How do I, you know, you know, make my husband not be (laughs) abusive? And basically, their response was, you need to be a better wife you need to do things better and it was just like and I was trying everything in my mind back then and I was young and I was very naive because I was raised very very sheltered and just by the nature of that religion you are naive and you are sheltered and so when I like but threatened my kids you know I was like okay I gotta do something so I called the police and and he went to jail for assault And I took my kids. I wasn't in contact with my parents at the time because he was very controlling and wouldn't let me talk to pretty much anyone. And so I got back in contact with them and I moved in with my parents with my kids. And then it was just like this opportunity to think about what I, what's really going on. Like my best friend, uh, she left, Uh, the religion around the same time as me so i had uh you know somebody to talk to we could talk to through things and it was like what and what world is uh loving god saying to an abused woman be a better wife and that's going to be your uh that's going to make your whole life better and god loves you and keep going and keep going to the meetings and it was just like how is this possible how is this you know we're And then you start seeing all the other people in your life and all the struggling that they're doing. You thought, you know, on the outside, everybody was like this good witness and they're going to the meetings and they're so happy. But then when you really thought about it, it was like, there was a lot of abuse in that religion in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, just talking through it all and then just realizing like, if God isn't really love in the way that they taught it to me, then this religion cannot be true. It just can't. It couldn't be true. And I, one thing I'm very thankful about my personality is once I, once I decide something, I drop the beliefs fairly quickly. It was like a span of a year. Um, I had just completely, like I was in it for 25 years. And in one year, that was it. I just, I didn't believe it anymore. And I also have to show gratitude to my husband now because he was a big help. In that, I remember I got a letter from the elders, and they were going to take me. They wanted me to come for like a judicial hearing because they heard that I had an affair, which I didn't have an affair, but I did start dating my husband before my my divorce was official. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Like the elders got me this letter. Like I have to go. I have to go for this hearing. And my husband is like. What are you talking about? I said, they're just people. You don't have, you don't answer to them. You don't have to answer to them. And it was just like, they're just people? Oh, yeah, they're just people. (laughs) So then it was like, that was the huge turning point of dropping all the beliefs. It's like, yeah, you don't know anything. I went to you for help for so many years. I actually, one supposed friend, my ex-husband had hit my oldest son. And left a handprint on his back, like right before I, I left, a few like a, a few weeks before I left. And they went and ran got their camera, took a picture of it, and just in case I'd ever need it, is that what they said? And then after I left and I was going through port, they wouldn't give me the picture because my kids were better off with him because he was in the religion, even though he was abusive, than to be with me. So they weren't wouldn't help me. Get full custody because you know of their twisted way of thinking, and it's just you know like going through all of that, it really dredges up your all of your beliefs deep down, and you like how it was like a, a, a blanket had just been pulled from my eyes. It was just like how have I believed this for twenty five years? How have I started raising my children? in this religion and believe these things. So I really had to stop, stop and think. And, and, uh, for a long time, I didn't, I was so against anything spiritual. Well, I, I say a long time, but that time period just, you know, happened so, so quickly and a lot jam packed in a fairly short period of time, a few years. And, and it was like, God, the Bible, like there's, I was, I still don't like to label myself anything. If anything even slightly feels religious, I'm out of there. <laughs> like I, I, I do have those triggers, but uh, yeah, that was a longer version, sorry. <laughs> but uh, that's that's kind of got me onto my, my path of uh, just where I am now and where I hope to, to be in the future.
0: Perfect. Spirituality is everything. So it's, it's interesting when you, you know, look at it from a religious viewpoint, which a lot of people do, they see it as, you know, one and the same, but it's not, it's, it's yeah. open to everything. Like-
1: yes. and Once I finally kind of let myself come to terms with that, because, you know, like I believe these, you know, these beliefs are coming up for me but I don't want to label it spirituality, but then it's confusing. It's like, I can be spiritual and not religious. Yeah. And uh, that that's kind of a, a huge thing, I think, for people that are coming out of a religion and, and they're just, you know, once you realize what you have been in, you never want to go back there. And so it's kind of like hearing these, uh, I don't know, buzzwords i guess for somebody who's been in religion oh you're so spiritual i was told that growing up and uh how how do you like mentally uh change that view as somebody just leaving the religion i i still feel like i'm a spiritual person but i was so angry but i don't want to be called spiritual you know it's yeah it was it just it took time to really be able to uh I guess it was just I had a moment where religion isn't spirituality just having that moment and really appreciating that religion is religion it has and in my opinion I have to say doesn't have anything to do with spirituality because it's just from my experiences it is very rules and this way or no way you have no space to breathe no space to think for yourself you have to you know you can for us we could only look at the literature that the organization had printed so it's like yes you can you can ask your questions but find your answers in these books it's like you're not really allowing anybody even to ask questions so it's like when you're so constricted, it's kind of, I don't know, sometimes I, I sit and think like I've kind of come full circle and spirituality, I'm still a spiritual person. I never was back then and I didn't really realize the difference
0: until now. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's the difference of, you know, keeping you in fear and ego and then letting yourself be free and open and honest with yourself, you know a lot of the times when we get stuck in that pattern of ego and we get stuck in that fear, I saw 11, 11 again, when we get stuck in that pattern of fear, then, you know, that's when we start to really question ourselves. And when we question ourselves, we're kind of losing ourselves, questioning our motivations, questioning, you know, um the negative aspects of ourselves. And uh, I feel like, Religion does a lot of those things within those rules. There's good and bad for all religions, I feel, you know, but with spirituality, with what we believe, it's everything. Everything's possible. We're limitless. We can do, you know, whatever we set our mind to, whatever we intend is going to be the biggest factor of our lives, which is intimidating when you're thinking about it from a a person to a person who, you know, is used to, living in the ego. It's used to living in fear. And then, you know, a spiritual person comes along and says, you know, you can do anything you want. The world's endless. And you're like, I can do anything I want. You know, it's a terrifying notion, but at the same time, it's so freeing. It's so liberating to know that, you know, you're supported from others who feel that way. You can do anything you want. So how has shadow work played a role in your story?
1: Uh, Well, it's continually, (laughs) a continual effort, I guess. Um, you think that you have gotten over a certain aspect and then, you know, life goes on and then it comes back and hits you in the face again. It's like, Oh, you didn't get over it enough. (laughs) So you got to work on it some more. Um, I mean, it definitely, uh, gets you for me, um, I appreciate things so much more and it's when I can, and I understand myself on a different level. I can then understand others on on a different level than I could before. I have always been a very empathetic person. I uh, I love to be helpful and to be, um, I like to be the person that, that, you know, people feel like they can come to when they're having an issue and, and, and be the hearing shoulder and give advice when i can and um but doing shadow work i think has helped me in um being able to understand them better because i understand myself better and it's easier to put yourself into somebody else's shoes when you have more of a sense of what they're going through that might be something completely different but it's the feeling behind it the shame behind it i understand so I'm able to put myself in their shoes and feel what they're feeling and be able to be a support to them. And that's so important to me. That's uh, that's how, you know, through the whole process of dropping religion and dropping things that uh, different people have taught you throughout your life and your identity gets lost. Yeah, you know, I've never really knew who I was. And sometimes I still struggle with that. And it's, I didn't really like this, process of figuring out who I am started when I was 25, when I think a lot of times people start that when they're teenagers. So, um, you know, like, so I think through all of that, through figuring out who you are, I think shadow work has really helped me with that because there's layers that you peel back and it's like, oh, I didn't really realize I felt that way or I didn't realize this was important to me. I, you know, I I didn't realize I liked that. Or certain triggers will happen, and it's like, oh, I didn't. Really, I'm I'm a hugely jealous person, and I haven't been able to quite get over that one yet. But I'm just like owning that and being able to say because for a long time I would be I'm not jealous. I'm you know I'm just you know I just care a lot, and I, and I want I want the same amount of respect given to me but I'm jealous people <laughs> so put a name to it it's like okay I can work on it now because I put a name to it and I think that I don't know as scary as you know at first when you're first going into shadow work as scary as it is uh, it's so beautiful and it's not scary I mean it's so great but when you first when the first time you hear about it it's like mm-hmm. oh my god this is going to be awful and other, at moments it is awful but you come out stronger and you come out more focused and with, for me, more of a sense of who I am. And when I, the more I know who I am, the more I can help other people, which is uh, perfect for me because I love helping other people. So it's just kind of, I think everybody should look into shadow work and figuring out, you know, where, you know, don't be afraid of those times when you get angry or you know it feel off like just look at it and say why am i angry why is this triggering me why am i getting so upset right now i mean uh i i had a moment not that long ago with my kids and i find you know like looking at my parenting and sometimes you know oh my there i have got two teenagers and they fight a lot <laughs> and they you know it's then my I would feel myself kind of like getting overly angry. And it was almost like the love I was, you know, it is awful to say out loud. It sounds awful, but I feel like I was withholding love. Like I'd be grumpy and I would, I would just kind of do my own thing. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I think that it was like, because that's how I experienced it as a child. I would feel like, you know, like when I did something wrong, Especially in the religion, you did something, God doesn't love you if you do this. So, you know, then, you know, God's mad at you now, or your parents are mad at you now. And so now you got to work really hard to get back in the good graces. And then I saw this kind of trend with my kids, and I thought, oh my God. I don't not love them in the moment, but it is kind of, I felt like I was kind of behaving that way. Like I'm good, I need you to know how much you upset me. And I don't think that you actually know how much you upset me because um, you're just going about your life and living and being happy and playing video games. And you're not acknowledging how upset I am about your behavior when they don't need to, they, I dealt with it. They got whatever, you know, lecture punishment you know, whatever, whatever the moment called for. But then it should be over. Because I love them, because I dealt with it. And, and, and it was, uh you know, it's normal kid things. And, you know, you deal with it. And, and then it's over. And then it's like, looking at it, from my perspective, as an adult, there's so many things that, you know, this ties into for me, it's like, you deal with it and then it's over. You don't have to keep it in your head over and over and over again. But I like just so many things have stemmed from being a kid and nothing has ever really been over because you always had to prove yourself and you all, even if you weren't in trouble, you still had to prove yourself. You couldn't just live life. You couldn't just, um, you know, just be a happy person doing what you wanted to do. You had to be all always in a state of, Proving yourself. And then I would be, you know, like I would never have thought I expected that from other people until I did the really looking at myself and looking at my behavior, my triggers. It's like I was expecting that from everybody around me to be in a constant state of proving themselves. And I had taken that the fact that they weren't that, weren't doing that meant that I wasn't good enough. That I didn't deserve other people to prove themselves to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that this sounds like a jumbled mess (laughs) of uh, thinking, but it it just it it was like very much a loop. Uh, Everything was in this loop. It's the same loop with lots of different factors in it. It was just basically be all in the same loop well you're doing this this means that i'm not good enough you aren't doing this this means i'm not good enough and i mean it's just scary how much uh, my thinking would go that way until i really had you know uh actually i think that i first heard the term shadow work from you but um i've My friend and I had been talking about it, you know, off and on throughout the years. And she's been working on things for a long, long time. And then I kind of like to listen to people and and learn from them and and then work on myself with with the things that have worked for them. And, and, you know, it's such a blessing that, that there's a coming across the people in my life that I have, because I would have never have, been able to know that there was shadow work and being able to know that I needed, I needed this to really know who I was. I just thought, okay, I need to do more books. I need to get hobbies. I need to get, you know, that's just going to tell me who I am. Yeah. And it, doesn't, it all comes back to going in and seeing you and working on you on the inside. It's nothing externally that will show you who you are.
0: That's so interesting that you mentioned that. Just the other day, someone asked me, what does it mean to go within? And I was like, what I do is going within. Going within is acknowledging those negative or positive, whatever emotions that you're feeling at that time and examining them, really examining them, really getting to the root of why you're reacting, why you feel this way. There's always a reason. And when you find those reasons, when you're putting them together, it can feel like a lot. It can feel like a lot putting them together all at once, seemingly. But um, they're all there for a reason. They all exist for a reason. And it's really diving deep and finding that reason that kind of puts you on path to where you're happiest. So Uh uh, what is that saying? Uh, As within, so without. So it's it's exactly like that. Yeah. So, how do you implement self care? You make a lot of self care products. And, you know, so <laughs> how do you implement self care? Um,
1: that is always something I'm working on. It is um, one of the biggest things that I, that I struggle with. I have been doing, uh, you know, spending, I have a lovely uh, room. For myself, my meditation room, and I have it filled with all the things that I love. And I try to spend time down here and meditate, and, and go. Uh, going for walks always helps me, like being out in nature. I can be the grumpiest person and go out for a walk, and uh, be out in the woods and just it completely transforms my mood so i try to do that now i'm going to be honest now it's colder weather i'm going to be doing less of it (laughs) i'm not a winter fan um but uh yeah meditation is is a big one for me i really feel it when i don't do it and uh, my my mind gets slips back into old patterns and my mind will be racing and and projecting like if i'm feeling down about myself one day I will start seeing it in everybody I meet that and it's like okay I, I really have to get back into meditation routine so those are the main ones I'm trying to do more of getting out with friends it's so funny because I had just started to um, make a point of getting together with people my husband and I both we've had okay, we gotta, we gotta get out more. The kids aren't gonna be home forever. We need to have friends and, you know, go out and do things. And so uh, then COVID happened and we didn't do anything. So now I'm just starting to get back into the into the swing of getting together with people. And yeah, so that's, that's my, that's my self care. What's your self care, Jackie?
0: Good question. Uh, I love that notion of in-person. I. I am such a homebody, and that's something I also am trying to work on, <laughs> the, the idea of in-person. It's, it's much more um, charged when you're in-person, when you're with others, because then you're feeding off each other's energies. So I, I've started actually doing more self-care with regards to creation. So I, I kind of suppress that about me often to, um, I don't know, I I guess growing up was kind of that shameful feeling towards creation because I never thought I was good enough to do those things. But now I find myself, you know, writing a program and, you know, creating art pieces and getting commissions. So it's just like coming into it now is interesting. And like, I actually enjoy creating so it really is something that I'm doing for self-care, but it's also something I'm doing for work, something I'm doing that motivates me. So being able to connect both yeah. is amazing. And I think I posted a meme the other day about this uh, uh, healers and witches when they do baths and they have all their set up and there's just like, that's me, that's my self-care. I have, you know, everything yeah. have, all the crystals, all the candles, all the stuff in the in the water, all that juicy goodness. That's That's what I like to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, excellent. That's meditation.
0: Beautiful. I love that you mentioned meditation because I don't do it nearly enough. My meditation is channeling through my art pieces. My meditation is when I'm focusing on whatever it is I'm creating, then I'm just yep. channeling that energy. I'm not really anywhere else.
1: That is a beautiful thing that meditation can take so many forms. Like I know when I'm doing wood burning, it is very meditative. Meditative, I mean it's very you can just everything falls out of your head and you're just focused on what you're doing and you come out come out refreshed what meditation was very um, Intimidating to me at first you're sitting there and you're as quiet and I remember like So many thoughts and I was like like it's gotta be an hour at least since I've been sitting here And then I look at the time. It's like oh my god, it's been five minutes like like how is this i'm i'm way better at it now but i it was a journey for sure um and then i finding other ways to meditate like going for a walk is a meditation like going for a walk and just observing and and using your senses and what do you hear what do you see and um and like you say with creativity that definitely that is a form of meditation that i i enjoy it's i think the traditional meditation sitting down and being quiet and and it it does feel a bit more like work to me. So when I can't seem to handle that, I will be doing my, my work of wood burning and, and, and you know, the things that I create and it's just kind of lose myself in in those things. So I'm I'm glad for all (laughs) forms.
0: I also started, uh, well, it was interesting. When I created my first coaching program, I did this thing with like dance meditations. So specific for releasing negative energies stored in your body. So I I guided everyone through a dance meditation. And now I'm finding myself implementing that more in my reality now. That's something I like to do now as my meditation. You know, if I feel really icky that day, I'm like, I'm going to put on this song I like. And I'm just going to shake those negative energies right out of me. And it's kind of turned into a thing. It's kind of turned into, like, one of my favorite things to do, to get rid of those negative energies. Even so much that when I've um, made my group sessions, uh, I've made my group healing sessions to include that in our our circle in the end because I feel it's very important to get silly after you get shitty. So when you're shitty... (laughs)
1: I love that! That is such a good silly after shitty. I love that that phrase. I'm going to remember that forever.
0: (laughs) Get silly after you get shitty because, man, like, you know, you have so many emotions coming to you. There's so much hitting you, especially after, you know, you do a session where you're really deep in your shadows. You're really in there. What the universe sees for you from these shadows and you see it all laid out for you. And sitting with those feelings is hard so I, I like the idea of letting them go in this dance release
1: I, I think that the scariest part of uh one of your classes for me will be the end with being silly
0: <laughs> it should be the best part it should be the part you look I forward know. to the most i know
1: Getting
0: I have rid such of a hard- them.
1: with being silly and being afraid of people seeing me as silly. I was raised very seriously. So it is very hard. Like I would love to do one of your classes sometime. But um I don't like now that I know that you have dance, I don't know, Jackie. (laughs) I can't do that.
0: (laughs) There's no I can't. There's only I can. You can do anything that you set your mind to. And it's okay to be silly. It's fine. Like look at me, man. I'm always silly. I'm always me. Always authentically me i love it i love it and
1: i really i i'm i'm i sit back and i see uh, people being themselves and being silly and being able to dance and being able to you know just not care and it's just man i wish i could do that i want to do that someday and like i just then i'll kind of like everybody's at the house i'm gonna just dance to this song and then i'm like looking at the is there anybody passing by the window like "Mm, this doesn't feel right this feels very uncomfortable (laughs) it's like okay i'm just gonna not do this i'm gonna go back to (laughs) to my creating
0: (laughs) push past the fear push through it the only way that's through you gotta just shake it and then smile at them if they look at you you know like hey Because, you know, your joy kind of spreads that joy. So even if they're having moments of, like, judgment in their minds, you being happy and you smiling and being okay is changing even their narrative, even their thought process. Like, wow, you know, she can do that. All right. Maybe I'll dance a little step on my way down the street, you know? It's like that's that's interesting. collective oh, yeah. consciousness happens like our vibe does affect the vibe of another person whether it's good or bad it goes both right. ways yeah. so the silliness it helps others be silly and you know it allows the space for others to do the same thing you're doing i'm gonna get
1: there i mean i'm working on <laughs> so many things right now that's only one area that i need to need to push past but this podcast is definitely helping me through some other fears. So that's one one thing
0: at a time, one thing at a time, baby steps. Always. Yeah. It takes so long to integrate all your shadows because just when you think you have them all, just when you think, you know, you're ready, you're not. The universe will prove time and time again, there's more lessons. Yeah. There's more things to learn and that's okay.
1: And I'm, I'm always floored with how different shadows connect. And I think that they're completely different things. And then they're not at the at the end of the day. When you really look at it and you, you you kind of find where it stems from, they're all part of the same thing. And it and that and it's so frustrating to me sometimes because it's like, oh yes, I've got past this one part of of whatever it is. And then this the other shadow comes up and it's like, oh okay, well, I really need to do some work on this. And then you're digging and digging and digging. It's like, well, that still relates to that. And I thought that I had that
0: and I'm fixed. <laughs> exactly. There's always like the trigger and then underlying things. And then there's even more underlying things under that. <laughs> I, I've kind of, you know, with uh, my sessions, I make sure everyone knows that I'm like, this is the underlying. So when you start to feel these feelings, then you're going to have these things happen. And then when these things happen, these things might happen and it might be because of this, you know, so it's always a lot to process when I do these types of readings, because it is a lot of steps, but once you're aware of every single emotion, once you can put a name to how you're feeling, then it's in your consciousness. It's in your awareness. And that is key. Having that awareness of everything around you, self-awareness, awareness of what you're projecting. It's, it's, that's, that's your control. That's your self-control. That's your, your sovereignty is in your knowledge of everything around you yourself. I agree. Yeah. So what would you say is the key i I'm going to edit this. What would you say is the key takeaway from your story?
1: Um, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure uh, if I'm going to be honest, but um, I think that it is keep going and keep growing and enjoy the, the journey and you're never going to stop growing. I mean, I look at myself and I think back, because every now and then I like to kind of look back to from where I came from and to where I am now. And five years ago, I was a different person than I am now. But 10 years ago, I don't even recognize her, you know, like I'm completely different. I mean, obviously you are you and you carry along some similarities, but it's like I have such a better understanding of who I am and who, what I, where I want to go and what I want to do. And, you know, five years ago, um, I was really starting to, uh, understand things better but 10 years ago I was lost so it's kind of i mean there's always something else to learn there's always somewhere else to grow that admitting your faults is not a weakness it's a strength and it helps you so like it's invaluable to be able to say okay i i'm a jealous person or i'm you know like i'm i can't think of something off the top of my head right now but as admitting those faults, it really helps you to grow. It helps you to understand yourself, helps you to understand others, and you know it—it it opens you up so much to uh, better uh, be in touch with your gifts, your spiritual gifts.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for getting out of your comfort zone and. You know, doing something that's special and, you know, unique.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really great. I'm glad to have uh, seen it's not as scary as I thought it was.
0: It never is. That's the thing with pushing through the fear. It's never as scary as you think it is. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Stacey. Thank you for joining me on the Self Love and Shadow Work podcast. I am your host, Jackie Sharp, and I will see you next week with more amazing content. And I hope you have a great week. Bye everyone.